0: It's This Week in Bourbon. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Here's your headlines for February 16th, 2024. Bullet and Redemption whiskey brands are back at it in court. MGP is suing the city of Williamstown, Kentucky. And Woodford Reserve has released its annual limited edition, high-proof expression, Woodford Reserve Batch Proof. And before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. I, you know, Chiefs won. You bet against Taylor Swift. You deserved it. Yeah. So I'm sorry,
1: 49 er fans. I, the Cecil curse happened again, but I did hedge my bet when I was down in the Bahamas and bet the Chiefs. I was like thinking through this and I was like, <laughs> there you go. I was like, Mahomes getting points. I just can't. So I picked the Chiefs and then picked the under and the under pushed because it landed right at 47, took overtime to get there. But my under was looking good up until then. Up until but, that uh, point. Yeah. Yeah. But, yep, Chiefs win again. Yeah, you don't bet against Taylor. Taylor doesn't lose. Taylor does never. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and nothing does she ever lose. It was funny. I it, remember last time you talked, you are like, you know, you don't need to pander all the time on the camera. I was listening to to Daniel Tosh the other week, and everybody knows Tosh.0 and stuff like that. And he was like, of course they do that. She's the biggest star that's at yeah. the game. So, yeah, no she's, doubt. She's more popular than anybody on the field.
1: Yeah, some would say she probably doesn't show enough enough of her. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But it was funny. We were in the Bahamas watching in this bar or whatever, and there was all these, like, 49ers fans but they're from jersey and they were like oh fucking do this lift (laughs) you know it was (laughs) hilarious every time they come on it was was, excuse my language but that's what they were saying (laughs) that's
0: what they were saying you're just reiterating or they would
1: boo her whenever it
0: was it was was pretty funny i was like yeah i'm on your side (laughs) (laughs) well yeah now you know never to bet against taylor that's right yeah well let's go ahead and let's talk about a few things coming up so Next week, it's a big week for us. So we're going to be launching in Maryland, yeah. D.C., and Delaware. And so we've got a lot of stuff coming up. You know, we're going to be landing on Wednesday, the 21st, going around to particular accounts. And then we actually have an event that evening or afternoon or late afternoon, early evening, actually, at Drug City. And I would tell you all to go on Eventbrite and get tickets, but it sold out. It sold out. It, I, it was amazing.
1: Yeah. I, it got posted Unbeknownst to us, and then all of a sudden we didn't even promote it, and it got sold out like within a few hours. So that's really exciting and grateful that people are excited to come hang out with us. I don't know why we're not that cool, but uh, (laughs) I'm excited for it. We'll 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 have a great time. It'll be awesome. Oh, Uh, absolutely. I, I I've never been to Drug City, but I've heard amazing things. Like it's this store that is a pharmacy, but it also has a liquor store, and then it has a speakeasy. So it's like this cool vintage like vibe so i'm really excited about it so that's where the drug city comes from yeah. it's like
0: it's a liquor store just like well what kind of drugs we got going on yeah. here <laughs>
1: Looking for something, Kenny?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me just see your menu. I'm I'm, I'm not opposed to anything right now. <laughs> need some man
1: acids to go. <laughs> <There you
0: go. laughs> This perfect. I need some heart for medication. Yeah. <laughs> and then the very next night on February 22nd, we will be at Jack Rose. So if you are in the D.C. area, this is actually going to be my first time going to the Mecca. Oh, really? I've never been at Jack Rose. Oh, wow. You're in for a treat. This That's will be right. my third time. I've been there twice.
1: But the first time was the best because I went with Bill and got to hang out for like three or four hours there. I think Bill will be
0: there anyway. No, I know.
1: He wasn't there the second time. So it was still great, but it was even better being with Bill.
0: Yeah. And I think there's going to be some, I don't know if it's discounted Pursuit pours or there's going to be making cocktails with it, but there'll be something going on with Pursuit as the showcase and the feature at the bar. And so we're going to be there from four to 730, but not to be outdone. We still have yet one more event to go. So if you can't make, it's already sold out. You can't make it to DC and you're like, you guys going to be anywhere in Maryland? Yes, we will be doing a bottle signing at all view liquors Friday, the 23rd. Not too sure the time it might be like four to six or three to six or something like that. Pay attention to our socials. We'll let you know because uh, we'll have to dart out of there and get to the airport. I know I saw our schedule. We literally land 8 a.m. Wednesday
1: and I don't even think there's time for lunch, breakfast sleep or showers <laughs> so it's going to be three days of just gauntlet So yeah. but i'm excited for it really been pumped about this launch and excited to be in the dc maryland and delaware area yeah it'll be fun
0: and shout out to our distributor prestige Detroit yes they, they set a lot of this sort of stuff up for us so great to have a good partner like awesome. them to, to work with for this as well yeah. too so really excited to be able to do that. So we'll, uh, we'll be doing that here shortly. So pay attention to that, which I was also looking since we are going to be leaving on Wednesday next week, we're going to take a break on this week in bourbon. Yeah, sorry, folks. Yeah. So we're gonna take a take a pause, but we'll have a, a good episode of behind the pursuit that you can go and check out on the feed as well. And then for our ambassadors, if you're looking to figure out, well, what's going on with Pursuit? Where are other things happening? So we are also going to be sponsoring all of the, not all of them, but a lot of the Whiskey Riot festivals that will be happening in the calendar year 2024, only in the areas that we are distributed. And the first one coming up is going to be on March 9th, and it's going to be Whiskey Riot Dallas. So Dallas area, make sure you go and check that out. And then in Cleveland, Ohio, this is until April Thirteenth, but we'll be doing the Wild West Whiskey Fest happening there as well. I didn't know Cleveland
1: was considered the Wild West. It is the Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw, man. Yeah. It seems more Midwest, or not even Midwest, but well, Mideast. <laughs> there you go. It's the Cleveland Rodeo. You didn't that's know right. about that? No, but I'm, I'm, all, I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's dig into the news here. So, Woodford Reserve, they're going to be in both segments of the news today, but they are exploring the intersection of fashion and bourbon with a new partnership with two esteemed luxury designers, Sergio Hudson and Anifa Mwamba, who have created fashion statements for everyone from Michelle Obama to Beyonce, and they're going to design pieces for the Woodford Reserve Flavor Notes Collection, which is inspired by the flavors and craftsmanship of the super premium whiskey. Hudson is an American designer passionate about making women feel beautiful fearless, glamorous, and confident through his women's ready-to-wear luxury clothing line, the Sergio Hudson brand. Every garment is carefully crafted for the female form with masterful use of color and silhouette. At a young age in his mid nineteen, at a young age in the mid 1980s, Hudson grew a great love and respect for fashion idols and felt he was destined for a career in fashion. Today, he's focused on normalizing inclusivity in the in the industry and bringing back the joy dressing. He is an in demand designer for celebrities. Muvamba is the CEO and founder and creative director of HANAFA a luxury ready-to-wear women's wear label. The self-taught designer moved to the United States from Congo at an early age. With an unwavering commitment to pushing the boundaries and challenging the status quo, she continues to revolutionize the industry. Her exceptional leadership and creative prowess have paved the way for the new era of fashion where inclusivity and self-expression reign supreme. Invested in the intersection of technology and fashion, she is constantly looking to innovate in the space and focuses on a range of vibrant hues in her collection. This collaboration was announced during New York Fashion Week and will debut at the 150th running of the Kentucky Derby, presented by Woodford Reserve. Hudson and Muvamba will attend the Kentucky Derby, often called the world's largest fashion show, along with her muses wearing pieces from each designer's collection. So are these for sale or or
1: how do you? I think everything's for sale if the price is right. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they say they designed for Michelle Obama and Oprah, that means it's out of my price, price <laughs> yeah. range. So. Sorry, Tiffany. You're even, not getting any wood for clothes. <laughs> even Carhartt may be out of our price range. Who knows? Yeah. I know. That's <laughs> If they were doing fashion for, for us, they'd like, and, like, jersey hood designers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I just need something
0: with, like, a good Hanes logo on it, and I think yeah. that'll, that'll work for me.
1: Yep. We're pretty simple. But, uh, no, it's pretty cool bringing, you know, exposure to both sides of the, you know, respective industries. So I, I love that, integrating them, too.
0: I mean, here's the thing. What was the one thing your wife told you to do when we are trying to find new consumers and new people? you got to find fashion people. I think that's might be the next thing of, of getting them into drinking whiskey and nice whiskey and stuff like that as well you're not gonna be drinking benchmark with people that are doing right like yeah stuff like this right yeah and
1: you know female drinkers are growing in the bourbon category you know exponentially but it's still predominantly male but my wife's always said well most of those males are married to who females. So they need <laughs> something to do and something to wear and be excited about bourbon along with their husbands. So it all makes sense. Yeah, it sure does. All
0: right, so this is a, our first headline is that the Second Kurt, second, Kurt, the second Circuit will consider whether a jury in the Southern District of New York was wrong. Do, it, do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the whole bullet, redemption bullet redemption thing. thing yeah, yeah. It's, it's back now. Okay. And so there's going to be a new jury that's going to decide If the Southern District uh, Court of New York was wrong to decide that the shape of the bottle used by the bullet brand is its distinctive enough to actually be protected by trademark law. So the makers of Redemption whiskey brand are fighting and ruling a stopping from them from selling the bottles that a jury said diluted the brand power of the larger bullet brand lawyers for date. Sorry, W.J. Deutsch and Sons, the smaller distiller behind the Redemption whiskey brand, are heading to the Second Circuit on Valentine's Day next week, which has happened this week, to fight an injunction from U.S. District Judge Lewis Stanton that forced the company to redesign its whiskey bottles, following a trademark case instigated by the rival Bullet brand that ended in nearly a month-long jury trial back in mid of 2022. After spending three weeks looking at various whiskey bottles at the Basically, at the behest of the owners of the Bullet brand, jurors came to something of a mixed verdict. They rejected the idea that the Redemption bottles infringed on Bullet's trade dress in any meaningful way, deciding that it wasn't likely anyone was confused by the two brands. And this prevented Bullet from collecting any money from its lengthy legal campaign against the smaller distiller that dated back to 2017. However, jurors did decide that the Redemption bottle had the impact of diluting the Bullet's brand power in the whiskey market, leading to the judge's later ruling that ordered W.J. Deutsch to start selling its whiskey in bottles that convey a substantially different commercial impression. On appeal, however, W.J. Deutsch is making the argument that most people aren't familiar enough with the bullet brand in order to justify the verdict that the jury came down with. He said it's not the Beatles, it's not Disney, it's not Nike, and it's not even Jack Daniels, and this is in their argument per the briefs. They accused Diageo lawyers of cooking up their evidence by only using consumer data that was, quote, limited to consumers of whiskey, which they said is too niche of a marketplace. The Diageo lawyers disagree to the point, uh, evidence that they used during the trial, like the 16 television episodes of some of the most popular shows in the country of all time where bottles of Bullet appeared, which include two broke girls, suits, and two and a half men, thus exposing hundreds of millions to the Bullet packaging design. Well, that
1: counter that it's not... You know, it's not known enough, but the people that were pulled were whiskey consumer. Well, that's the people that are going to buy. Them. Yeah, exactly. So that the argument's kind of silly, but I don't know. I've you know, we when this first came out, we pulled out both bottles and looked at. It. And I, I don't know if I, I can't really. I don't think they look that similar. One says redemption, <laughs> <and> the <laughs> other says bullet. bullet. But I don't know the the only thing that would even be closely I mean, resemblances just because the the glass blowout that they have yeah. in there. That, but you know. they're not even like the identical shapes. I mean, they're close, but not like they're totally different shapes. Yeah. I, that's like
0: if somebody came out with a wine bottle and said, like, well, well this yeah. wine bottle looks like my that's wine like bottle. Buffalo
1: Trace and you, anybody using, you know, we're going to sue Penelope because they're using, you know, the uh, George T. Stagg bottle, the George T. Stagg, yeah. which is a stand which I get the bullet bottles a. Custom, you know, a whatever. custom whatever, but I don't know. It's I don't want to get sued by Diageo, so <laughs> yeah. I agree with them.
0: <laughs> there you go. We're just going to go ahead and play Switzerland on. That's this right. Song. Yeah. So this is, I'd say, we called it, or I called it. Last time we had this particular conversation is that Staghorn, remember that big distillery that's happening in Garrard County Oh yeah, in Lancaster? Well, they have now named award winning craft whiskey maker Lisa Wicker as their first master distiller of this new distillery. The former Widow Jane distillery leader will oversee whiskey making at the largest all-new independent distillery in the Commonwealth, capable of producing around 8.5 million proof gallons, around 150,000 barrels of whiskey a year. The distillery began operations in January, and in her new new role as master distiller, she will manage all aspects of whiskey production, including grain selection, fermentation, distillation, blending, and aging for the company's own whiskey brands, including All Nations, as well as some contract distilled whiskey. Prior to joining Garrard County Distilling Company, Wicker was the president and master distiller of Widow Jane in Brooklyn, New York. She worked there for nearly six years, and her other experiences in the industry also include leading distilling roles at Lexington Brewing and Distilling Company, Samson & Surrey, Limestone Branch, and Starlight. Until the whiskey currently in production matures, she will focus her attention on Staghorn's all-nation brand, selecting and blending whiskey from the company's more than 17,000 sourced barrel inventory. Garrard County Distilling Company plans to announce several new brands later this year in 2024. Yeah, I whiffed on this one, and
1: I got a friendly text from Stacy. from Kit. She's like, you really don't know who the master is? I was like, no, and then she said Lisa. I was like, oh, duh, <laughs> I should have known that, because she's definitely one of the best in the business, she's talented blender, taster, and obviously distiller as well, so this is awesome for her, really happy for Lisa. She's a great person, and excited for her, and this project, the more I've researched and found, I mean, it's like the real deal, and it's got some real... Good backing behind it, good people behind it. So I'm excited to see this all come to fruition.
0: My gosh. More barrels, more bourbon. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Again, congratulations to Lees. Very happy to be able to find a new home and and everything like that as well. So, All right. So this is our last news article. And this is one. It's not like it was like I randomly just stumbled across it. I set up a Google News alert for the word bourbon and every once in a while something comes in and this one came off of law360.com. I actually had to register for the site so I could read this article to bring it to you all. So, I hope you can enjoy this one. How much did that cost us? Nothing actually. It, oh. it was free to sign up. Oh, you just now you get spammed. you <laughs> just get spammed every single day. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what do you want to sign up for? Like food and agriculture and whatever. It's like nothing. I don't I don't want all this stuff in my inbox, but yeah. whatever. So, a bourbon maker has sued the city of Williamstown, Kentucky, and its top officials in federal court after they backed out of a deal to help build a set of warehouses to age liquor in response to the concerns that residents that ethanol from the facility would create the spread of the so-called whiskey fungus nearby. Atchison, Kentucky, or, sorry, Atchison, Kansas-based MGP Ingredients Sued in Kentucky federal court Monday to enforce an agreement, the company reached with city officials to develop a set of six warehouses to age bourbon on a 120-acre site in Williamstown, which is a city of about 4,000 people in central Kentucky. The company said the city officials reversed course in violation of the agreement and shut down work after nearby residents complained that the project would lead to the spread of the whiskey fungus, which feeds on ethanol released from aging alcohol. The fungus leaves a dark crust on structures, plants, and other features that can damage property, although it is not known to be harmful to human health. MGP, however, said that Williamstown City's City Council and Mayor Mark Christopher are bound to a series of agreements that they approved to provide the project with infrastructure support and millions in tax incentives over a decade. City officials attempted to back out of those deals less than a month after agreeing to them, and this is what MGP argued. As part of the argument, the city would issue the revenue bonds to abate property taxes for the project, but would receive about $7 million over the 10-year term of the bond by collecting new taxes on two two $200 million or more in barrels of bourbon that would be stored on the site. Williamtown City's sorry, City Council approved an ordinance for the project and set of agreements on October 17th, 2023, with the mayor signing them the same exact day. But about 2 weeks later, the mayor read a prepared statement during the city council meeting on November 6th, announcing he would issue a stop work order for the project at the end of the week. And this is again what MGP claims. MGP also argues it had relied on the city's agreements to put an offer to buy the land on the project for $2.8 million. The closing of that deal is on hold due to the city's opposition to the project. The mayor ultimately won approval of the ordinance during a January 15th meeting with a 3-3 vote and directed the city's planning commission to pause review of any permits for the warehouse project. The commission in a vote a few days later, agreed to, to table any more review of the bourbon storage project.
1: Yeah, that's town of 4,000 getting sued by MGP. <laughs> I don't know if they'll have the funds to, you know, take it to court. Take it to court. But, you know, this is coming up. There's actually, I won't name any particulars, but there's something happening similar in another town in Kentucky where they were approved to build warehouses and then they stopped them and whatnot. So I think you're going to see more and more of this. Pop up, you can distill distill all day you want. You just can't age it. Yep, can't store it here. What, which I understand the concern for folks that if it's right next to your houses and this and that. So I I totally get it. You know, the there needs to be a proposed plan to if you're moving to existing neighborhoods and whatnot that you're going to allot so much money to power wash or whatever to help you know do the maintenance. So I, I see both sides of the arguments, but to completely stop it, I, I think that after you sign
0: it a week before, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. I look at this and I'm kind of like, all right, well, this is Kentucky's signature cash crop, if you will. Yeah. And I mean,
1: it would benefit that town a lot if oh, only 4,000, that's a lot of tax revenue.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not going to bring in tourism dollars by any means, but no. it's going to bring in tax revenue and, you know, 4,000 not to, you know. Bash anybody, but it's like it's not a whole lot. It's like, where do you go? Yeah. Right? You got to take these barrels somewhere. You got to age them. And you know, you're running out of space in metro areas and even into getting into Shelby County and all that sort of stuff. So people are going and venturing further and further out into Kentucky. And you just can't use like anywhere in Kentucky. We got a lot of rolling hills and mountain kind of regions it's like yeah you not a ton of flat ground you need a lot of flat ground Yeah, Yeah. totally if not then you're trucking in a bunch of dirt to sit there and make that to put in footers and whatnot to build these things containment
1: and whatnot all the oh yeah red tape you gotta do to make warehouses you know fire fireproof and whatnot so yeah it's a yeah it's a problem that distilleries are going to have to figure out Mm -hmm. if they can continue to expand so
0: yeah i I would just kind of be if i was on the city council to kind of look at it and be like all right so what's their cost benefit here of what's the money coming in what's it going to do for us and what can we put it towards to better our city that people would they'd be like oh well if we get this money we can give you this and this and this and this right versus just saying like now put the kibosh on it we just you know we're going to keep going back to our you know, put our I'm not going to say put our head in the sand, but, you know, just like stick in your old ways and don't change anything. Yeah. And
1: it probably has to do with the mayor approved it because he thought it was good for Zayn. And then his his <laughs> people were like, wait, his, a his voters were like, no, we don't want this. And he's like, OK, well, I'll stop it because I want to get reelected. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's that's that's the hard part about because I think a mayor terms only like two years, two to four, it, even if it's four years still, it's like. You have to think so short term because you want to get reelected that you can't do what's best for the community long term sometimes. Well, because two
0: years in any kind of project is actually pretty short. Yeah. It's not like you can walk in and get stuff done the first week. Yeah. Oh, no. These conversations take long, long, long time. Especially in whiskey. Gosh. Yep. forever. It sure is. Long sales cycles, we say, in in my other tech world, too. Yep. Well, that's going to do it for the whiskey Whatever news, but stick around. We got bourbon release news coming up. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's point of sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning twenty-four-seven help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a one-dollar-per-month trial period at shopifycom bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopifycom bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. shopifycom bourbon. All right. It's that time of the year. Things are starting to heat up with people coming out with new types of things. And our first one is the big kind of headline here is that Woodford Reserve has released its annual limited edition high proof expression, the Woodford Reserve Batch Proof. And this one is at 121.2 proof. This expression celebrates the commitment to craftsmanship of master distiller Elizabeth McCall. Batch Proof showcases the flavor nuances creating from batching 100 plus different Woodford Reserve barrels together, then presenting that bourbon at the exact proof from the barrels. The barrels used to create the batch proof are drawn from many different dates of production and matured in various warehouses and different floors within those warehouses. So we have no data at all about any of the barrels. The limited edition collection is available in select U.S. and global markets with a suggested retail price of $150. I've liked these. They've been really good. Yeah, I've never the had previous them. You, really, you have and you're
1: like, this is, I'll just take this over with for yeah, any day. I like the bottle too. It Looks is a little fancy, th- kind of yeah. like bowling ball looking thing. Yeah, it's like. Go perfect with my new outfit from uh, <laughs> yeah, that you're one wearing of those designers. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's just see. I, I could see you. I mean, you did do really good job with the social post last week of doing uh, the Taylor Swift recreation of the album. So I'm sure oh, you God. had. Some... Yeah, that was all
1: Brian. He just, I didn't even know what I was doing. He's like, can you just lay on top of these barrels and like hold this beaker? And, and I was like, wow. And then like he did it and he. He, like, sent it to me with, like, three laughing emojis. And then I was like, I don't get it. And then <laughs> he calls me. He's like, did you and Tiffany look at the photo? And I was like, yeah, we don't get it. <laughs> you did know it was a Taylor Swift so the album cover. And then, he sends me the Taylor Swift album cover. And I was like, "Oh gosh, I get it." Yeah, now. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "You got me. You duped me." Yeah, every time. I would have never agreed
0: to this <laughs> if I knew what's going on. We'd have to do that all the time with you. Yeah, just surprise Swift. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so here's another one: is that Bullet Frontier whiskey? Of course, they're announcing their entry into a rapidly growing American single malt category with the launch of Bullet American Single Malt. And this is a new and permanent addition to its family of whiskeys. Distilled with a mash bill of 100% malte- malted barley in Asian charred New American White Oak barrels, it's proofed at 90 and Bullet American Single Malt is offered in 750 ml bottles with a suggested retail price of $60. Say where it's distilled in. Actually I had this conversation with somebody that was here last week and I said, All right, is it distilled in Indiana? Because we know that like folks like Yellowstone, that's what they just did. They're like Yeah. Well they're by them, but Yeah, now we're in the we're in the American single malt. No. Uh, they told me it is actually distilled in Kentucky. They can't say okay. exactly where in Kentucky it is, but they did say their current production is now also doing American single malt in Shelbyville. Gotcha. Well, I mean,
1: I'm still not on the single malt train me neither um, I, I had but the there is definitely term. a I think a, a small niche of a market that does enjoy it so it makes sense to have that
0: in your product category but we'll see I mean let's be fair the number one whiskey out there, scotch. And this is just trying to take market share from it. But I kind of look at it and it's like, well, we, we like bourbon because we like bourbon. Like we don't want to drink scotch. So why would I drink an Americanized version of scotch? I just yeah. I, I just don't want to do it.
1: But I think it's regional too. Like us Southeastern's and Midwestern's are not used to, to malt-based products. But you go out to like Colorado, I mean, that's they love single malts. You go Northwest, Northeast, you know, they're, bit, they're big fans of single malts. Us, not so much. No, no, hard pass.
0: you not a fan. But, you know, it's, I guess there's, there's a whiskey for everybody. That's right. High and Wicked, they're an award-winning line of whiskeys with the Altamar Brands portfolio of premium distilled spirits. And they're making their mark on the spirits industry in just five short years with its rare and distinctive releases. So High and Wicked was founded in 2019 by W.L. Lyons Brown III and Kevin E. Sachs two former Brown Foreman senior executives who were instrumental in building Jack Daniels and SoCo in Europe and Asia. High and Wicked produces two flagship offerings, a straight bourbon whiskey and a straight rye whiskey, which are regularly available in 41 states and online. High and Wicked Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey features a five-year aged sweet mash. The expression is a high rye mash bill of 51% corn, 39% rye, and 10% malted barley, distilled aged and bottled in Kentucky at 52% ABV without filtration. And High and Wicked Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey uses a five-year-aged sour mash, a mash bill of 91% rye and 9% malted barley. And a team found that the 91% rye mash bill actually showcased the characteristics they desired in a rye whiskey. The expression is distilled, aged, blended, and bottled at 98.2 proof in Kentucky by New Rift Distilling. Both expressions have a suggested retail price of $80. All right.
1: You know, I like, you know, the... Wilderness Trail and Peerless are kind of the really only ones doing sweet mash type stuff. So
0: you guys have to say there's only probably all roads lead to one on this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, (laughs) 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 that's that's where my mind's going, but which is fine. They make amazing products, exactly. Yeah. So,
0: congratulations. How are yeah. we good? Uh, and this was, as somebody had mentioned, like this is coming from like the Browns of like the Brown form, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. So, you can't be happy in your own your own castle. You got to go out and expand your territory. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, High West is officially releasing its first Bottled and Bond whiskey. Crafted at the High West Distillery, their bottled and Bond whiskey is aged for a minimum of four years, of course, in federally bonded warehouses and bottled 100 proof. The Mashville, however, is a blend of 80% rye and 20% malted rye and has an SRP of $80. So it's a bottled and Bond rye. Oh, made there in Park City. Yep. Right. Exactly. So that's exciting for them. Congratulations. They hit it. Four years. There you go. Hurrah. All right. So Chattanooga whiskey. They've announced the latest release in their barrel finishing series... White Port Cask Finished. This marks the Independent Distillery's fourth offering in the limited edition series, an annual release that celebrates the union of Chattanooga Whiskey's unique Tennessee high malt style with a variety of classic finishing casks. For this fourth release series, Chattanooga Whiskey revisited the famous port style and this time selecting white port casks from the Carazadea de I'm not even going to say a region of the Douro Valley. Known for its high growing elevations and steep inclines, the small growing region within the Douro Valley, aged for over five years, including two years and white port casks. It will be available at the Chattanooga Whiskey Experimental Distillery on February 9th, and it'll be on shelves in about, it looks like nine or ten states in February, with a retail price of $60. So it's five years,
1: then two years, so it's a seven year, essentially. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's age dated at five, but you had an extra two years in there, so you can, you can call it seven, you just can't put the number seven on the bottle.
1: That's right. Yeah. Which brings back, I was like, you're talking about bull in single malls, like what if redemption comes out with a single mall thing. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> and, <laughs> we did it too. Yeah.
0: Actually, that would be kind of funny. That would be funny. <laughs> so this last one, this isn't even bourbon, but I saw it and I said, you know what? For our generation that grew up listening to this, I felt like we just kind of had to had to put it out there because I think there's a lot of people that you're you're within like the 35 to 45 year old range. So you could probably appreciate this. So, musical and cultural icons Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg Ooh. kicked off the rollout of, what do you think the, the product's called? Oh, nothing but a G thing? Yeah, close. <laughs> it's called gin and juice. Gin and juice. Yeah. Okay. And it's the first ready-to-drink product. That was product. a Snoop Dogg it was, it song, was not but, Dre. But Dre was the producer. Oh, okay. Yeah. See. see, yeah. So but He didn't have any verses in it. He did not. Yeah. No, no, no. That's Sipping what on got Gin and juice. Yeah. So, it's the first ready-to-drink product from their new premium spirits company. Three decades after Gin and Juice, three decades. All right, so thirty years now after left an <laughs> indelible mark on popular culture and helped establish those grays I'm looking at. Yeah, I know. It,
1: it makes sense now. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> now you go back and you look at the album cover, you're like, mm, I, I shouldn't have been listening to this in middle school. Oh no,
1: <laughs> I know why my parents broke it yeah. in front of me.
0: This helped establish Dre and Snoop as groundbreaking hip-hop superstars. The pair are now known as much for their wide-ranging entrepreneurial ventures as for their game-changing music. With the premium beverage Gin & Juice by Dre and Snoop, they're taking over some new territory, which is, of course, the spirits industry. Celebrating the 30th anniversary of Snoop's classic debut album, Doggy Style, produced by Dr. Dre, the canned beverage is named, of course, for Snoop's beloved Grammy-nominated 1994 classic song, Gin & Juice. And it comes in four different flavors, citrus melon, passion fruit, and apricot. The canned cocktails are premium gin-based cocktails crafted for an innovative experience with packaging design by Eni Archibong. A product will be rolling out domestically throughout the U.S. now through early spring, and more offerings of the brand will be announced in the future. That's going to crush it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Dre and Snoop have made so much money. It's like y'all gotta make more.
0: I know. He was on what nineteen crimes, right? He's already done yeah. that. Dre had Beats, right? The headphones. I mean, Snoop's—they well, have an empire. Yeah. they're not in the music
1: business anymore. No, they're in the empire business. And Snoop, well, he was just doing commercials for Corona and stuff. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But congratulations mm-hmm. to them. I, I, this is going to crush it. People are going to buy. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably buy it just <laughs> yeah, to be like, well, I got gin and juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, absolutely. I can't believe somebody came out with this prior to that's that. That's what I was about amazing to say. Thing. I was like, it's the perfect. But they name. may just own that name for. They probably were smart and trademarked it on
0: all categories a long time ago. Yeah, that's. You're probably right. It yeah. Just squatted on it until the right. until. Super Bowl, whatever I mean, one just came out and they're so like people this is stop it. buying beats. We're gonna start <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and gin and juice. You see one market start declining, you just pick up another one and run with it. That's right. That's awesome though. Yep. But that's gonna do it for this week in bourbon. A lot of good stories. We're hitting some new things and it's still the year of Taylor Swift, so we're gonna keep it going. Oh god. Make it stop. Yeah, it's okay. But with that, cheers everybody. In the pursuit of Taylor. There we go. <laughs> we'll see you next time.
1: Toodles.